everybody. Welcome to the Harmonics Podcast. With, uh, with, uh, we got some, some, some brapping, brap, brap, brap. Everyone's testing their, their chops. Sibilance. Blap, blap, blap. Can do it. Yep. Mic test. Uh, hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing real well here. Um, it's a fun story. We had a whole podcast planned for you. Uh, believe it or not, we plan these sometimes. <laughs> And we're going to sit down with Harmonics Superman, Jason Kendall. Uh, We were going to talk, we're going to do one of those um, podcasts where we talk about a genre of music because people like those and we're going to talk about metal. But then Jason decided he had no time for us and pulled out. Pretty metal thing to do. It is, that's true. That's true. It's a very Axl Rose move to make. Uh, So hopefully next time we'll do that. Hopefully next time. How you do, how you doing, Nick? What's up? What's what, going oh, on he's here? good. He's good. Right. Okay. Well, Diddler okay. was giving us a face, the diddle face. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that today. I hope that's okay with everyone. But uh, that'll just get you jazzed for the next podcast. We're talking about metal music. Maybe Jason will be alive then. No promises. So um, on this week's podcast, uh, we're going to have a. Uh, Am- Am- Amnesia Gonzago tell us about her trip to the Grammy Awards. Yay. So I actually was working the Music Cares event. Um, that was right before the Grammys. So um, in case you guys aren't familiar, Music Cares is actually an organization that benefits musicians in need. Um, so there was this huge benefit uh, concert starring Sir Paul, and it was sort of honoring him and his career. Sir Paul McCartney, Sir that Paul is. Sir Paul McCartney. Um yeah. So it was like a really huge event, and John Drake and I. No, you're fine. Keep talking. Okay. Uh, so John Drake and I was at, were actually there working. Um, we worked the silent auction to help with the benefit, and then we actually got to check out the show with a bunch of other harmonics folk. Um, so it was super cool. Um, so there's lots of different performances. So it started off with like a Cirque du Soleil performance, and then the Foo Fighters came on and did a really great version of Jet. Was it Cirque du Soleil like from the Love Show? I believe so, yes. That's the Beatles one yes, that they yes, do? Yes, yes, um, So it was crazy. It was my first Cirque du Soleil experience, so that was probably a good one to start with. Um, Were there, like, midgets riding tricycles? There were so Little many people things there. happening. Come on. Sorry. Um, there were lots of things going on. It felt like a really long fever dream. Um, and yep, we had, like... Yeah. <laughs> so we had pretty good seats, and we were right in the middle of all of it, so people were just, like, pouring smoke out of just just weird stuff. It was... It was, it was Interesting. Uh, that might not be Cirque du Soleil. And then everyone passed out. It was crazy. I heard you had great seats next to some really big talent. Confirmed, yes. deny? Confirmed. We sat a table away from Uncle Jesse himself, <laughs> John a- Stamos. I was so Whoa. jealous. What? I was super jealous. Is, That's awesome. He is a very handsome man. Yeah, duh. He just gets <laughs> he just gets better every year. Um, Were the Rippers there accepting an award for doing a performance? <laughs> I wish that would have really that would have really made made Damn my nights. But no, he was he was good. he was good enough. Good. Very handsome. Um, we had a lot of people actually sitting, sitting around. It was great. George Stamos. He, good George. enough. And that's standards for handsome. It was okay. It was, you know. Did you say George Stamos? George Stamos? Are they you related? Just said? George no. Stamos. Did I say Yeah, you did. Totally did. You did. Weird. Because I, jo- I know who John Stamos stroke? is. I might be. Okay. Wow. He does that to people. He will give you a stroke. Um, I love that you mentioned him as the big name that was sitting next to you, not the actual big name. That was well, that was the big name that I was like that I was looking for. He was alluding to 
Yes. But yeah, we were really excited about that. We kept staring at him. Um, and then we had Katy Perry was sitting pretty near us. She performed and she did uh, Hey Jude. What did she smell like? Um, she had a giant flower on her head. Oh. Okay. Um, so you couldn't miss her. Right. Uh, so she was dressed very, you know, Katy Perry-like. Um, don't know what she smells like. Yeah, okay, oh, great. <laughs> um, and I'm a guessing, lot of I'm here guessing and a lot of like smell. a flower. <laughs> Um, Drake was livid that uh, that Chris Martin would Chris not Martin would sit not down. Sit down. <laughs> we're like, who is this jackass that will not sit down? He's blocking our view, and we're like, oh, it's yeah. Did Drake yell at him? Because that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> he was tweeting. Chris Martin, sit down. He was tweeting <laughs> angry. <laughs> down in front. Yeah, he was. He was being a jerk. And he was Gwyneth sit. there? No, he was sitting with Gwyneth? Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Actually, are you starting I'm not. You heard it here first, folks. Chris I'm Martin not. and Katy Perry on the hookup mobile. <laughs> yep. So we at least it. know that Katy Perry probably smells like Chris Martin. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. All right. You did it. Just kidding. Annette's guys. corner. Smell Annette's the corner. Mill. The rumor mill with Annette. Yeah. So so good time. So um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good event. It was about so two hours. we're like. Halfway through that, did you just sit and be like, wow, this is a crazy thing. Why am I here? Like, it seemed yeah. like the craziest show ever. Like, just from the things that Drake was lift- listing off, like all the acts. and It was pretty crazy. It was really surreal. I mean, like, just recently we've gotten to do a lot of really cool stuff. Like, we've been to some cool shows. But just being, like, really in the middle of all of these celebrities, it's like, I don't belong here. This is weird. Did Paul McCartney perform at all? He did. He, um, he sang his... Uh, what is it called? My Valentine. Is that a new new song? So the, the new jam that he also performed at the Gram- at the actual Grammy Awards. Um, oh, which led to the whole internet thing of who's Paul McCartney? Right, which uh, was all huge. Come on. Uh, you can go over. I know. One of the saddest That's things I've ever seen. Not, yeah. Yeah, so he sang My Valentine. It was, it was super moving, and he had mentioned on stage how it was in, written for uh, his wife and, and whatnot. So it was very sweet. Um, everyone was very quiet during that performance, but it was, it was really nice. Huh. It was very cool. That is very cool. He still rocks really hard. He's Did awesome. Did Chris Martin sit down for that? No, he's a jerk. <laughs> I don't remember if he was standing for that, but he was standing for a lot of it. What really did, but Chris Martin performed too, right? Yeah, what they performed. Um, we can work it out. So Coldplay, oh, nice. they were on. Um, so there's this like spin, like spinning stage in the middle, and it was supposed to rotate, and it sort of stopped at some point. And he's like, "Why aren't we spinning?" Like halfway. <laughs> Weird. Chris Martin refuses to sit down. Always wants to be spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was it was crazy. It was, it was good times. That is crazy. Yeah. That's sort of a throwback to the Beatles time when we were doing Beatles yeah. rock band and like every week we were doing something weird and awesome. Yeah, like that. we used to do a lot more bizarre like industry, like music industry events like that. Yep. Um, like you, gifting lounges yep. or red, or red carpets. carpets. You weren't with me when I did the red carpets for the VMAs when. Uh, uh, so it's crazy. So we were at the end of the red carpet, and basically it's like a gauntlet that celebrities have to go down and have the picture taken by all the outlets, stop and chat to whoever wants to interview them. And so by the end, they're just, like, destroyed. And uh, we were at the very end with a rock band stage, and Billy Zane, <laughs> America's favorite, Billy Zane, by himself, the poor guy. So everyone wow. had a date, too. And he was at the end. He came to the end of the line all by himself, looking really sad. And instead of going into the theater, went back down and did the gauntlet again did just to see if anyone wanted to talk voluntarily? to him. Voluntarily? It was so sad. Oh, no one does that. It was really sad. Uh, and then he made eye contact with me. And I felt like being like, oh, you want to play, play rock band? But uh, <laughs> he didn't. I think, we did, I think we did the VMAs for three years. 
And then the fourth year was just an MTV staffed one. And I think that was the one year that, that I wasn't at the VMAs. Um, I was at the year when we played with T-Pain. Ooh. Um, wow. When he came dressed as a hip-hop lobster. Yes. Uh, that was pretty awesome. It was like a big red tuxedo. Yes. With like tons of zippers <laughs> and like overlapping layers I on it. I want one of those. That was very cool. Um, and uh, Perez Hilton and the plain white tees. Um, that's when I met Brooke Hogan. Oh, um, she oh, wow. did not smell like a flower. I, I believe that. Um, like all of the tanner oh. in the yeah, history no. of the world. Um, biggest woman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I was standing and you're from Reading, Mass. Yeah, they grow, they grow tall there. We were uh, at the end of a. We were at like the the bend in the red carpet, and we had like a three foot rock band stage. And I was standing like on the three foot stage, and she was still taller than me <laughs> on the red carpet. So quick math, she's at least nine feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably right. Yeah. Uh, Story also checks weird out. at uh, so my trip. I just remembered was the movie awards, the MTV movie awards, it wasn't the VMAs, uh, and. Uh, not many people were cool enough to like get up and play rock band with us, uh, but some that were were stars of the movie Twilight, which at the time, oh yeah, I don't think it had come out yet, or I was just oblivious to it, so I didn't know who these people were. But it was crazy because their fans were so rabid and they weren't allowed into the red carpet or whatever. But they basically punched their arms through <laughs> oh the set, God. the wall, the walls, <laughs> the set of the the wall of the set where rock band was. Reaching their arms through like a crazy zombie movie, trying to touch <laughs> like the thriller video, trying to touch whoever these people were. And I, it, the only one I knew was Robert Pattinson. He wasn't there. Oh man! So I was like, oh, I guess these are just some missed extras. opportunities. But, probably but the Jacob. wolf guy. Yeah, and the other the Taylor Lautner. Yeah. It could have been Wolf guy. Yeah, Wolf guy. Yeah, Wolfgang. Come on, Wolf. We played with Wolfgang oh, Puck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did. Uh, we did meet Cat uh, Cora um, oh, really? from Iron Chef. Yeah. At, at one year. Um, that wasn't at the VMAs. That was at the uh, Sundance. I ate at her restaurant at Disney World. Really? Was it good? It was great. Wow. Greek fair. I'm going to go back in time three years and tell her when I meet her at, uh, do at Sundance. Do it. It's good. First it's thing Greek I'm going to do when I get my time machine. Yep. <laughs> you go to Disney World. It's in, uh, I don't even know what it was in. It's Which land like is the, it in? Well, it's in none of the lands. They have this whole thing now where it's like, Resorts all over the place, and they're all connected by this water channel. So you take a boat to get there. Hmm. See, it's called like the boardwalk, I think. Yeah, huh. uh, but yeah, it was good. Greek, Greek food. Good job, Cat mm. Cora. Mm. So, did you? You didn't go to the Grammys proper. I did not. Did Drake? I don't think he did either. But I think a few other harmonics folks actually got yeah. to make it to the show. Chris Rogopoulos did, I think. Yeah, he loved it. I went to New York, and I danced. Forever. What was that event? Um, it was part of like it was an extension of the toy fair that was going on in New York City. Um, but it was like a separate connect showcase. Ooh. So I was just, you know, doing my dance thing, Dance Central Two for a couple days. Um, probably the coolest thing that just sort of came out of that event was crazy dance times with R2D2 and C3PO nice. and then Elmo from the <laughs> Sesame Street area just like came out and started doing a booty pop. What do they smell like? And the middle- <laughs> <laughs> sweat. Yes. Sweat. Robots. Robot sweat. Yeah. 
like gonna make you sweat just came on and they all just like just ran over or That's just awesome. rolled over through or whatever you want to say um and it was pretty amazing and there's actual video footage of some of that so now that r2d2 radio controlled or a little person inside radio controlled okay there's a dude in a suit that follows him around mm-hmm. yep i run into r2 every one of those showcases so we're, we're old friends uh, yeah, that's like the third time you've run into him, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird. And like, so always stop in and dance and do his little spin thing, and it's, it's always really awesome. Do you have yeah. any other moves? Shout out. Um, nope, just a spin. It's pretty good. Really, it's, it's kind of a, a one one move droid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could learn to balance on one robotic leg at a time. That yeah. would, the other one that would be maybe. dangerous. He could shut down garbage compressors though. There's that. Yeah, shut them all down. Yeah, yeah. No, all of them. Because my metal body, I wasn't fast <laughs> enough to save them. Your C-3PO sounds like uh, John Reese davies Yep. That's close. That's good. Sala. That's good. Sala. Uh, cool. Man, you've been busy. Yeah. On the road. Lots of traveling. Uh, so something interesting that's happening in our world is uh, the two-year anniversary of the Rock Band Network. Woohoo! Yes. That's pretty crazy. Do you know what day specifically it is, Aaron? Uh, I do not know. Mm, um, sometime next week. March. Oh, it's in March? Uh, I thought it was next week. That's why we're doing it that's today. Don't, nope. don't know for... I mean, it's soon. Oh, March 2nd. Um, I mean, first, a week yeah. from today is the 29th. 29th, yeah. Leap day. Leap, leap day. year. Yeah. So leap year. March it's maybe, calendars. Maybe eight days from now. Okay. It is, I believe it is early March. Okay. I believe. Second or um, I uh, I foolishly uh, assumed that Christine would be here. Um, she is always the responsible That's one true. with stats uh, yep. and things like that. Um, but I know uh, Carolyn, who is still driving a ton of the RBN stuff, she's going to have a blog article up. If not by the time this goes live, then very shortly – Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to have like a big rundown of the history of RBN, what mm-hmm. they've been up to, all sorts of stats, fun stuff like that. So we thought it'd be fun to uh, go around the table, talk about our favorite songs that are in Rock Band Network. Because there's a lot of them. There are. There are a lot. There's like almost 1,500 songs. I've heard that there are 12 million songs. 12 million <laughs> songs. All of yep. the songs. I may yep. have been mistaken. Mm-hmm. It may be 12 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Bigger than iTunes. Is but like we're around... Like, we're still, does anyone know the actual number? 3,500, 3,600 songs total? We're over 3,500. Christine would know. It's over 3,500. We are. I hear we're over 3,500. Floundering without her. Yeah. Um, Numbers. So, yeah, I would say out of like, out of those 3,500, some odd, like almost 1,500 of them are Rock Band Network songs, which is kind of bonkers. Crazy. (laughs) Um, So, So let's, uh, let's go around the table. Yeah. Do favorite songs and start with these guys since they have to leave. Nick, what's your favorite Rock Band Network song? So I, I, I had to look at the list to, to narrow this down, and there are a lot of, like we already said, I mean, there are a lot of songs in there. There's a lot of really good stuff on there. Yep. Um, and if you haven't looked at that list lately, or you haven't looked at the songs available on Rock Band Network, you, you should go in there and check it out. We should have that linked in the description, yes, specifically go, to the list of exactly, Rock Band Network. Exactly, I'm sure there's a few of you out there who don't really pay attention to Rock Band Network, and you're doing yourself a disservice because there is some awesome stuff on there. Uh, so I had to narrow it down, and I, I narrowed it down to um, I made a game with zombies in it um, from the game. I made a game with zombies in it. It's written by James Silva, the guy who uh, programmed those games. and uh, uh, It was an Xbox Live uh, indie game that he released, and I think they just released a Windows uh, phone version of the game too or Ooh. something's coming out. Anyway, great song, really, really silly, lots of fun to play. 
Um, Isn't it, it like eight minutes long? Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. long song. Like when you play the game, it just loops like indefinitely, and it goes on forever. When you just when you think it's over, like it starts again. Um, it really turns good. into like a ridiculous metal song at the yeah. end. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I think Drake had to chart that solo at, yeah. uh, at the time. That sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. James Silver from Scott Studios is like really into like metal and stuff like that. He's doing a a game called Charlie Murder, which is about basically I think like a, like a punk band. It's Sounds like a racist. beat 'em up. Yeah, it's kind of a little racist. It's about a punk band, and I think he's writing all the music for that. So maybe some of that stuff will come to RBN too. And Drake is going to chart all of it. Yay! So have fun with that, John. I just <laughs> does he know that? Nope, nope. Yeah, it'll just, be a surprise. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be good stuff. James, just call <laughs> call Drake up. He's gonna do all of it. He's not busy or anything. So. <laughs> Well, He's you had crying. more than one, though, right? You had a whole list. Yeah, a I, I picked some. I picked give, some give other Give the ones. other one some love. I Go picked ahead. some alternatives. I'll allow it. Um, Creed's I, higher was Creed, on. Creed's higher. Was really good about that. This song. That song is about Sing golden it. streams. Yep. <laughs> Can we all get into this? All right, that's enough of that. Um, I also. All I know. There's some Meshuggah on there, Bleeds. Meshuggah's Bleeds on there. I'm, 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 that's pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to, to hear or play that. that. You should okay. do that. Um, uh, Midnight Riders uh, from Left 4 Dead 2. Yep. Uh, Midnight Ride is in there. That's fantastic. I have flashbacks of playing Left 4 Dead 2. And we should play that again. Over and over again. Yes. We haven't played Left 4 Dead 2 in a long time. We should. Um, that's it. That's it. I mean, there are other ones too, but I'm going to give those a nod. All right. Annette. Um, all right, so one of my favorite bands that I was really happy to find in RBN is uh, Rodrigo e Gabriela. Nice. That's the best I could do with them saying it. Um, they're super awesome. It's they Mexican are. band. Um, they do a lot of really great acoustic work. Um, so the two songs that are on RBN are Buster Voodoo and Hanuman. Um, super awesome. Really difficult very challenging, but it, it's really great. Like, just their acoustic work is just really complex, but really fun to listen to and really fun to play. So, I'm happy to find them in RBN, which is awesome. Got going in Ireland, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, they were really? traveling musicians in Ireland for a in while. Galway? Galway's big for artists. Yeah, they, Are they gypsies? All right, Aaron. Let's not bring I'm just saying, I just, come on. No, I didn't know if it was like a go go Bordello now. type thing. All right. No, no. no. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, they did, and they were, you know, really well know accepted in, in Europe, which is nice. So good for them; they're doing well. Go Europe! Go Europe! <laughs> cool. Your turn, Jesse. Messy Jesse. Uh, hate that nickname. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's gonna it's stick. It sounds like a garbage pail kid. It that, is. Oh, it is. It is, is a garbage pail. Pail. Look at, I don't remember any of that. Um, it's I, she was born in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I had the same thing where you look through, if you look through the whole list, I think it's kind of surprising to see how many songs you actually recognize. Um, I Some of them I, I didn't know were even out. Um, I really like Gomez's How We Operate. It's a really fun song. Um, Live of Concord's Business Time. Is ah, great. you took mine! Oh, look at that. It's good, yours too? It's good for yes. performance. Shoot. It's a good one. Um, and then there are there are two Flogging Molly songs on there. Um who I'm a big fan of Flogging Molly, and they're, they're live versions, which, you know, some people like them, some people don't. I will say, for what it's worth, that Flogging Molly is best experienced live. So if you're going to have a live recording of some songs, Flogging Molly songs are probably the best ones to do to really 
get into the mindset and you could, I don't know, imbibe in some Guinness Whoa. while you are Ooh. playing the songs and really get the whole experience. Two for teen, Jessa. Wow, yeah. I mean, being under 21, too. In Europe. <laughs> no, In Europe, drinking age is 16 to 18. Wow. Okay. We're not in Europe. There's a range? But go we said Europe. go Europe. Find yeah, whatever, whatever loopholes you want. 18 for hard liquor. <laughs> go wow. Europe. Yep. Damn. Look at that. Sweet. Also, Canada, too, right? Go. They have a younger drinking yeah. age, don't they? 18? Sure. Nick and Annette are going to leave us now. This is oh, our, this is our leaving time. We've got some sort of important this phone is, call. We should have like an intermission here. Yeah, Nick, can you uh, queue up some... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and Annette really should have left. They should have. <laughs> <Yes. during laughs> but Nick decided to join an intermission instead of singing. Quick, kill more time. Bye, guys. Bye. And dressed as giant popcorns. Whoop. Uh, good idea. Fish is going to go oh, take yeah. up the empty mic now. Swish. Yeah. Swish. Swish Magoo. Swish Magoo. Swish Magoo. Now that they're gone, let's talk. Oh, oh, crap of God. Those guys. <laughs> stupidest RBN picks ever. Whoops. <laughs> 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 Whoops. Hit my mic. Whoopsie daisy. Not like, oopsie does it. Hey. All right. Aaron, take it up. Uh, take, it, take it. Take it up. Take it up. <laughs> We're going off. Well, we going off. Um, so I am a big fan, uh, of the punk songs, um, that we have in Rock Band Network. There's some awesome stuff, um, a bunch of bands that I always dreamed of being able to play in Rock Band and never got a chance to, um, until Rock Band Network. Uh, so thank you very much for that, authors and testers and everyone. Uh, my favorite song, uh, in Rock Band Network is Polar Bear Club's Living Saints, uh, was... Pretty, it was pretty much my jam like two summers ago. Have you ever been in a polar bear club? I have not. They're big in Maine. Yeah, yeah. They're usually old dudes. I know, it, and oh, I'm weird. not an old dude. They just cut that's... holes in the ice and they go swimming. I don't like cold water either. How long so... do they stay in? It ranges as long as it takes. I feel like the majority probably just pop in and pop out. That seems like hang. enough. Yeah, yeah, hypothermia is no joke, guys. Yeah. But if you're old and from Maine, I guess it's fine. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, if Dysarts is closed, <laughs> then you go shoot things. Then you go shoot things <laughs> or jump in jump cold in water. A frozen lake. That sounds um, awful. So, uh, so po- a Polar Bear Club is a band that I legit love. Um, they're on a label that I interned for uh, back in my my college days. Paid um, internship. And uh, no, not uh, paid in records. <clears throat> um, I read an article recently that said that the vast majority of unpaid internships in the country are illegal. Really? It's true. Yep. Huh. It's just sort of an accepted uh, thing. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Well, I didn't fill out any paperwork or anything. <sighs> there you go. You were an illegal uh, no, just volunteering. <laughs> just helping some friends. <clears throat> That's all. Um, and uh, we actually we had the uh, the good opportunity to meet up with Jimmy, the lead singer for Polar Bear Club. Uh, at Warp Tour before one of their songs was even released in RBN. Um, so we kind of got a, a cool chance to, to catch up with him and, and talk about Rock Band and RBN. Uh, and then lo and behold, several months later, um, their biggest song to date ended up coming out on RBN. So that's, that's, my, that's my favorite one. That's my, my personal RBN number one. Um, there's a bunch of awesome uh, other punk and hardcore stuff. Teenage Bottle Rocket has an awesome song, uh, Bigger Than Kiss, Really dig that. Uh, Terror. Skater Die. Skater Die uh, is another good one that they've got in there. Um, Terror has a track, Stick Tight. Uh, I like that if you're into like tough guy, hardcore stuff. Um, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of kind of 
fringy punk hardcore stuff that I never would have expected to see through the main rock band pipeline that RBN was able to provide for me and me alone. But maybe you could, maybe you guys could play it too. Yeah. Maybe. Just sort of the cool thing about RBN, it's maybe some of the songs or a lot of the songs appeal to certain niche, yep. niches. Nietzsche. To Friedrich Nietzsche. Yep. He loved... Uh, Screamo he loved metal. User generated content. <laughs> he all, yeah, he was a big <laughs> proponent a thing, of UGC. A thing that I heard him say once. Day. Yep. Yeah. He didn't uh, believe in much. A talk. Old Nietzsche. He a was talk a he did. bit of a, a bit of a nihilist, but he loved user generated <laughs> yep. content. Yep. You're screwing over so many people's college philosophy papers Ooh. now. Yep. Well, no, I'm <laughs> helping them. I hope that a lot of people base inevitable. their college college term papers <laughs> off of our <laughs> podcast content. Mm-hmm. It's better than some of the other places they're looking. That's true. Wow. I mean, we could get away with it at Emerson. Yeah. Fucking anything goes as a reference there. Yep. Like the play? Yes. Was that a play? Musical? What? Was it just a song and a musical? Anything goes. What? Emerson? It was a college. No, anything goes. (laughs) Oh, that's a song. Was it just a song? It wasn't a musical? No. It was a musical number in Temple of Doom. That's true. (laughs) Club Obi-Wan? Good reference. I wish Temple of Doom was just the story that preceded Temple of Doom. I wish oh, it was yeah. whatever led up in Hong in China? Kong to them being in Club Obi-Wan. With Lao Chi? Yeah. Because I think that would be a lot more interesting. Yep. Um, here's here's my pitch for an Indiana Jones spinoff TV series. Uh, tell me if you want to uh, help produce this. Young. Um, he's a young kid. No, not young Indiana it's Jones. It's called Young Indiana Jones. This, is, this would kind of bridge <laughs> the gap in between Young Indiana Jones um, and then, uh, and then the, like the actual, the core movies. Um, so, Professor is it Jones? a coming-of-age story? No, it's not about <laughs> Professor and it's not a coming-of-age story. So he's already like full-blown Indiana Jones. Okay. Like he's <laughs> full-blown. He's, he's a professor. Full-blown Jones. <laughs> he's a professor. He's an archaeologist. He does it all. But he's only a guest star. The show is really about the secondary characters. Marcus. Like his friend Marcus. in Club Obi-Wan who dies oh, and guy, says, yeah. I followed you on many adventures, exactly. Indiana, but this time I go first. Yep. That I you love. never get to hear what Short doing. round, Jacques and Reggie at the beginning of Raiders, like they pick him up in their little biplane, and he's like, I hate snakes. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm being a big baby. Yep. I want to know what Jacques and Reggie's story is. So it'd be like X-Men First Class and all the coming together yes. of these people? What was yes. Alfred Molina's character? Uh, Alfred Molina's character. Does he have um, a name? Uh, he did have a name. Um, they so never mentioned it in the movie, but I don't remember back, what his backstory was. Yeah, it was his uh, his first starring role. I think I actually read at some point when I was growing up, like a an Indiana Jones book that like took place within the world of it. You know, yep. Mm. Sala uh, was a prominent figure in the one I read. Yep. Love There's Sala. There's a ton of spinoff stuff. Great, Sala's the best. There's been comic books for like the last thirty years. I like the show. I was into that show. Yeah, I like the show cool. too. That's probably why I read the books. I was so into the show. Then I went and got the book. Just really love Indiana Jones, guys. Great character. Just a great character. <laughs> I remember my cousin, he told me about going to see that the first time when he was, I guess he was like seven or six. What? And his dad said, we're going to see this movie. It's about the 1920s. And it has an archaeologist. <laughs> he was like, oh, <laughs> come on. It does sound like such a groaner. No way. I'm not going. But then you get there and he's like whipping stuff and shooting things. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Similar thing happened with my wife. I brought her to see um, Inglorious Bastard. She's like, what's this about? I was like, World War II. And she went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. Yeah, after, afterwards she was screaming and clapping her hands really hard. and she was That movie's it. amazing. Yeah. yeah. But not at all what it looked like it was going to be. 
guys. Like, this is a rough and tumble group of Dirty Dozen style guys that are going out and There's killing touches Nazis. touches of that. And there were, the, I mean, there was maybe like 30 minutes of that in a two and a half hour movie. And yeah. the rest is Shoshana. No, no complaints, no complaints. from me. <laughs> no, it was a delight. Probably one of the best opening scenes in cinema. Oh, yeah. Tarantino really nails it with his opening scenes, I gotta say. Yep. Yeah, that he, one above all, I it's think. It's ground running. Whew. Really good. That was a Tense. good year, good year for Oscar movies too. Mm. This year and not so much. Yeah, no. this weekend is your Oscar party. Yeah. One <laughs> of our RBN artists is nominated for an Oscar for Best Song. What? Huh? That's right. Brett McKenzie of Flight of the Concord. That's, oh, that's right. Good one. Good, good one, full Brett. circle. My yeah. favorite RBN song also happens to be Most Beautiful Girl in the Room. Ah, nice. nice. Not business time. No. So that's good, good though. I prefer Most Beautiful Girl in the Room as I well. I prefer Business Time. You no, know, really? I think I didn't see it on the yeah. list. There's I that and that Demon one. Woman, which is from the I second season. I saw that one, season. yeah. Demon Woman's good, too. <clears throat> I miss uh, those guys. Yeah, I miss them a lot. But it made me very happy that Brett McKenzie did that soundtrack to The yeah. Muppets because yeah. those songs, while being very Muppety, were also very Flight of the Concord Z. And now his baby can watch that movie and think of her father. What? Think of the girl. You always know about celebrities' children. It's I know. Weird. I don't know why I do. Why couldn't hmm. his child just think of him while he's their dad full time? Yeah, is not he just, is like he just when a bad dad? You watch the movie. <laughs> wow. You wouldn't want to watch like something awesome your parent had done. Be like, that's my dad. I mean, I could, he but it wouldn't, I wouldn't want that to be the only time. Well, I thought no, of my I would dad. hope not. If I like looked at a chair, my dad reupholstered. Like, <laughs> I bet it's nice. Reminds me of my dad. <laughs> Rather like just hang out with my dad. Most children of celebrities don't really care what no, their parents do. From what Maybe they until say they about become them. adults and realize. Yeah. Yeah. Tina Fey's daughter writes for Thirty Rock. Wait. No. Yeah, There's she no comes. Way she's that's true. No, Four years old. A lot of a lot of her lines they give to Tracy Morgan. Uh, well, that doesn't doesn't that make really so much sense? That doesn't really count. Yes, that doesn't wow. count. It totally counts. She's hysterical. She remember the that. Writers Guild? I think not. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? It's a pretty classy little <laughs> this kid. This day and age. <laughs> um, so since my track was taken, which was Business Time by Flood of the Concord. Yeah. Good stuff. It's <laughs> so good. Um, I've been looking through this list. and uh, You there, can't find one other No, one. there are so many. Well, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with Stan Bush's The Touch. Yeah. That was a song that we got tons of requests for before RBN existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously from the Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually knew it from Boogie Nights. Have you <laughs> seen fair. so so in Boogie Nights, uh Mark Wahlberg's character Dirk Diggler, uh he gets, you know, his head is full with fame and he he decides to record an album and one of the songs that he records is The Touch, which is just like the perfect cheesy 80s song. And it's him and and John C. Riley like dancing while he sings. It's uh, uh, look up the scene if you haven't seen it. Boogie Nights a little racy if you're underage. Don't tell your mom that I told you to watch it. <laughs> but uh, at least look up on YouTube that one scene where he, Mark Wahlberg sings The Touch because it's really bad and it's awesome. Good um, bad. He's very good Super bad. Super good bad. No, I mean, the way he sings it is terrible. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. Deliberately terrible. But right? we know he can sing. We know yeah. Marky Mark can sing. We would not ever take that away right. from him. We've been to Wahlburgers. Boston yeah. local. How many times have you been to Wahlburgers since last podcast where we talked about how many times you've been to Wahlburgers? Almost went last night, uh, but uh, but didn't. Just went and saw a movie in the Hingham Shipyards instead. <laughs> yeah, Shipyard. But you've been a couple times in the last... Uh, three times in the last two weeks. <sighs> yeah. But not not any additional time since the last <clears throat> podcast. Sorry. So I thought it would be interesting um, 
Weird. I'm hearing flute music through the walls. Maybe you're Saxophone. having a stroke. No, that sounds like a flute. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. It sounds no, like a moog. Just, no, it's a saxophone? Wow, okay. Jessa wins. Wow, that was good. So I thought it'd be uh, cool to do a quick read-through, if I can here, of um, some big bands that are in RBN for people that... I, th- I feel like some people are just not tuned in RBN at all and maybe have written, written it off, which they shouldn't have. Uh, just a little taste of what you could find well, in RBN. You know, let's be honest, it's a big list. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. I think that's... That's the biggest problem, that there is such a wealth of content. Yeah. It's also we, the best problem. It's a I good know, problem It's a good have. problem to yeah, have. overwhelming <laughs> when you're looking through lists of bands. And we get that for, for the core rock band as well, where people would be like, oh, da-da-da, you should put out band blah blah. And we go, oh, we put out yeah. like five songs from them a year and a half ago. And they're like, oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's fair. So let me just read through the ones that I think people would recognize, and I'm judging that because they have linked Wikipedia pages. Third Eye Blind. All right, I'm going to read through it. Jeez, Jessa. They were on my list. I didn't get to say Drowning They would be. All right. Okay. Finger 11. I don't know. I don't know if we've got any uh, background music to do while I do. (laughs) Village people. We've got Twin Atlantic. We've got... um, uh, This podcast is powered uh, by Wikipedia. A Wilhelm Scream, which some people uh, are really into. We got uh, 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 MC Frontalot, Jonathan Colton, Joko, Joko, who uh, this week we decided is um, Nerd Raffi. He's a nerd version of Raffi. I think you decided that. Yeah, I decided. Yeah, you put it on me. I don't care. Uh, um, we've got Evil, uh, slightly stupid. I actually didn't know we had a slightly stupid song. Did you? No, I did not. Of Montreal, um, Chiodos. Uh, You've got those uh, new pornographer tracks, yeah. Of Mice and Men. Yes. The Shins. August August Burns Red. Yeah, track from The Shins. Ween. A Day to Remember. Uh, Okay, Go. A ton of awesome Victory Records bands. Uh, Let's see. Sunny Day Real Estate. Day to Remember, you already said that. Freeze Pop. Taproot. Seether. Um, Anarchy Club. Another harmonics band. Dimu Borgir. Dimu Borgir. Yep. That. You have to, <laughs> like, you can't just say Dimu Borgir. Like, I, I, was, I was chastised. In uh, essence? I was chastised by yeah, a, um, a senior member of the metal community um, at, a, at a show when I was probably, like, 17 years old um, for not rolling my R's when talking about <laughs> Dimu Borgir. Eric Chan. No, more senior than Eric Chan, even. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> Portugal, the man, the shins, uh, Polar Bear Club, yeah. which we said, all that remains, converge, uh, riverboat gamblers between the buried and me, the red cord, graveyard barbecue, which people remember from GH, uh, Guar. Oh, Guar. Uh-huh. We forget uh-huh. about Guar. Uh, we did interview them. Reverend Horton Heat, the red cord. We also interviewed. Uh, widespread panic. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm just gonna keep going, keep filling the air. Well, iron and wine, government mule, my morning jacket. So it really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quite a, a wide swath. The Get Up Kids. Oh yeah. Uh, bo, 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 bo. Sophie B Hawkins. Really? She had that song that was on Beavis and Butthead. That's why I remember Sophie that B. name. Hawkins? I don't know that. Um, I don't know that. What song. I am is what I am okay. is what you I do are. Know that song. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, a good I take it back. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies to Sadie Hawkins. Nerf Herder. And Perry Grip, yeah. And Perry Grip. Slater Kinney. Band of Horses. Uh, 
Lots of We the Kings. We should have just... The Slackers, who I really love. They're we one should of, have just uh, read the whole list the off. Apples and Stereo. There's so many. Uh, Tijuana Sweetheart, formerly of a giant. Oh, you can't say that legally. I can say formerly, can't I? No. I think I can. I don't think they're allowed to reference... I saw their tickets are on sale, and they were listed as formerly... Five Finger Death Punch, uh, Ben Camaro, OBS. OBS. Um, What's McLean up to these days? McLean is working on Guild Wars 2, which I think actually comes out today. Really? Is that today? Uh, today's a Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, by the time this podcast out, I feel like Guild Wars 2 has come out. Doesn't it come out on Tuesday? Okay, well, I don't go. know because it's a PC game and it's an MMO, so I don't oh. know. I just saw, I only know from people I follow on Twitter being like, oh, so excited. Okay. Um, so, McLean. So, big ups to our friend McLean, who's former, a sound designer and composer. Harmonix, uh audio team member. Current uh, Guild Wars 2 sound designer. Yep. Permanent heartthrob. Permanent heartthrob. He, mm-hmm. is, he is a dream boat, like a yeah. dream yacht. Forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, what else we have is uh, Drive Shaft. He was also involved with Bank Camaro, which yes. is why I mention him. Not That's just true. because I miss him. But right. I do miss him. I do miss him, too. Drive Shaft is great. Drive Shaft is in Rock Band Network. Thunder Dick. What was the other song the Bronx. That we got from um, uh, from Lost? Geronimo, Geronimo Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Dharma Lady. Dharma Lady. No Drive Shaft, <laughs> but it's good. Family Force Five, one of our top requested uh, bands. Mm-hmm. Steve Vai. Mm. We should have came better prepared with a list. Uh, no, the list is just so big. Testament on our phones. Third Eye Blind. I mean, I'm just saying there, people, you can find stuff to buy in Rock Band Network. And there's more. I'm just going to stop reading. I'm going to stop. More every week, thanks to the diligent work of authoring houses and testers and grade-A community members. Oh, yeah, I've actually got a list of... Um, and fans who buy the shout tracks. Out, and fans shout who buy the tracks. The, uh, give a shout out to the authoring houses here. Yeah. Uh, here we go. So They're the real heroes here. Here are at least the authoring houses that have released songs in 2012. Okay. There may be some that are no longer with us, but this is the current list that I have. Big ups to these guys for bringing all these songs. AGL Solutions, Altstrom Productions, Chart Toppers, DLC Quick Play, Fairwood Studios, Offbeat Entertainment, Ozone Entertainment, Rhythm Authors, Rock Gamer, and That Authoring Group, as well as some individuals that do authoring themselves. Fink Fingers 1021, gross. Freen and Green, Giga Coops RBN, K Cunningham 04, Mars Phoenix, PK Sage, and WestJet 08. Woohoo! Pretty cool community there. Yep. Keeping this thing alive. A lot of them are super active on the forums. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have questions about um, authoring in general or stuff that they're working on, you can track most of them down. A lot of them operate um, accounts for the authoring house in general, like that authoring group, Fairwood Studios. Um, A lot of those guys, like you can just track them down on the forums using those handles. Um, The the cleverest studios um, have their own uh, Twitter accounts. Um, and they keep people updated. They tweet about their stuff regularly as it comes out. They tease, like, new additions, like bands that they're working with. Sometimes they'll do concert, uh, not concerts, contests, uh, rather, um, give some stuff away. Um, so there's always, like, tons of different awesome promotions going on. We do everything we can to promote from our side. We keep all that stuff updated in the main DLC announcement every Friday. Uh, we have the blog post that goes up every Thursday. 
so there's plenty of information on rockband.com if you're looking for it. Um, we'll always try to retweet as many uh, as many RBN related messages as we can to drive as as many eyeballs towards those tracks as possible. Yeah, go RBN. Yep. Two yes. years. Two years. It's kind of exhausting when you think about it like that. It's the truth. So you know what I don't have is next week's uh, DLC here. What? Yep. Man, we really did fall apart about Christine. <sighs> yeah, we Christine have three is just tracks from Huey Lewis. We do have three tracks from Huey next Lewis. Next week and the news. Next week, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not, up. we'll just edit it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 100 percent positive because I just copied it to the forums as well. So yeah. that should be. Do you believe in love? Are you, okay, are you just I found, confirming? I found Chester's... Do uh, you believe in love? Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you were cool. answering. That's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, songs that ask a question yes. uh, is to respond to those questions. Um, my favorite one, <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is an old chestnut um, from, uh, from Aaron's personal back catalog, <laughs> is, uh, are you going to Scarborough Fair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's... That's me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll be here all week. Tip your waiter. So I've got, I've got Chester's media alert right here, but yep. it's for next week, and I can't leak those. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, we just have all this DLC news. So much DLC that we have to put out at all times. So it's uh, Do You Believe in Love? Heart of Rock and Roll. I've heard that the heart of rock and roll is the beat. Still beating. So it's not the beat. No. The heart of rock and roll is still beating. <laughs> I always thought it was the heart of rock and roll is the beat. No. No? The heart of rock and roll is still beating. And then and what? And from what I've seen, I believe it. He would know. Because the heart of rock and roll, heart of rock and roll is still beating. Don't they mention Cleveland? Yeah, he does like a oh, whole rundown. That that's the best part of the song, the, the, the verse. Cleveland. That's kind of like the Yep. I don't know any of the words to that song. Uh, so do you believe in love, heart of rock and roll, and uh, I want a new drug? Yes. Are the three songs. A little bit of a scandal with that song. If uh, if memory serves. Do you remember the scandal involved with that? Uh, yeah. It was, um, he, uh, uh, he copied uh, Weird Al Yankovic's I Want a uh, New Duck. <laughs> um, no, the, 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 the scandal was uh, the Ghostbusters theme song rips that off. Na, 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 na. There was a lawsuit, I believe. Na, 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 na. I think that they asked Huey dun, Lewis dun, in the dun, news dun, dun, to use one new drug. Yeah, and he said like no, it. and then they went and had uh, Ray, Ray Parker Jr. Oh, wait, man, yeah. we're not going to sell out and do a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which they definitely did. But they have done. They, yeah, we're they in did. Back to the Future. Yep. Next year. Yeah. They saw how pop. Well, think of how many copies that, that soundtrack probably oh, sold yeah. for Ghostbusters. That's a good soundtrack, too. I uh, might, uh, might ruffle a few feathers. Oh, boy. With this. But mm. if I was going to have my songs... In one of those movies, I would pick Back to the Future over Ghostbusters. It's tough. They're both classics. They're both utter classics. Prefer Back to the Future. Why? Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I I couldn't couldn't quite put my finger on it. Love Christopher Lloyd. I love Doc Emmett Brown. (laughs) Yeah. He's really good now. So, oh, okay. Then would you rather have Doc Emmett Brown or Egon Spengler? Um, yeah. as an actual doctor, as 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 a scientist sidekick, scientist sidekick. Um, 
Doc's got a lot Doc. more enthusiasm. Doc. Yeah. I think Doc Doc would be a better friend, too. I like I the cynicism of Egon. Though. Egon is a... Uh, Print is dead. Very, uh, <laughs> very self-reliant. But I think Doc would be a good good friend. Yeah. He's yeah. always He was always he's, looking out for Marty. Yeah, he's his friend in Marty! time. Marty! Run for it, Marty! It's the Libyans! <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. said, what the hell? <laughs> also, uh, maybe... Maybe in my top ten moments in film history, when he makes the diorama of uh, of the town and the car catches on fire and rolls off the floor, and Christopher Lloyd makes that <laughs> face, <laughs> so perfect. I could watch it a hundred times and still love it every single time. Uh, I think because of that movie, at a very young age, I was prejudiced against Libyans. Whoa, really? Oh, because that was my only context for what a Libyan was as a little kid was people who drove around in vans shooting rockets at scientists. <laughs> well, well, I mean... grew up in Maine. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I mean, he did, true. he did just sell them an empty casing full of pinball yeah, machine but that, parts. That was beyond me. That, yeah. that part of it... It took a while to figure out, too. You know? Yeah. You enough time to make a time machine? Does not really, <laughs> does not really paint the Libyans in a favorable light. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so what additional exposure have you had to Libyans in the last 20 years of your life? Um, Aaron DeMuth's band... Libyans, yep. they're great. I always like to think that they were named after after that the, line. the movie line. Yeah. I think asked they him. were really. Yeah, we interviewed him for a um, article on RockBand.com once, and he mentioned huh. that. Huh. Good to know. Look at that. Good to know. I picked up their record. Came with a balsa wood airplane. That's right. Yep. Nice. Still have that yeah. in the mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. Like that as a little bonus. Yep, Libyans. Uh, so those <laughs> Huey Lewis songs. And then we have a Dan Central track. Too. All three songs come with keys, which people have been requesting as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the Huey Lewis song that we had in RB3 should be a good indication of how fun uh, those parts are. Absolutely. Um, there is also one pro guitar upgrade, but because we are ill-prepared, I don't remember which song it's for. Nope, I'm not even going to so guess. how about that? Yeah. Uh, you can check on rockband.com slash forums. Go to the announcement forum. Um, that information will be provided there, um, along with an apology <laughs> from me. For it's not really Christine's fault, let's be honest. <sighs> she was too busy eating at a place called Cinderella's yep. to join us for this podcast. Well, it was, it was Alan <laughs> Holt's fault. Um, no, let's not roll Alan Holt into this. Who else okay. can we blame? You get it, this Aaron. This is his fault. I mean, it probably is Alan Holt's fault. <laughs> Christine never leaves the office. That's true. Yeah. Alan from the South. Then Alan drifts into town with his. He always struck me as a Southerner. Long flowing hair. I yeah. think he grew up in Rhode Island, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now. Now. <laughs> now. 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 Jessa is our arbiter of all things Southern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you said Texas isn't really the South. It's East Texas country. is the South. Yeah. West Texas is the West. How many people did you grow up with that were in favor of Texas seceding from the Union? Holy cow. So um, in all of them. ninth grade, I had this awesome history teacher, Mr. Washman, and he got visited. Mr. Washburn, like your boyfriend? Oh, Mr. That's Washburn. weird. That's weird. He got visited. This is what he told us. Okay. Who knows? He said that he was um, visited by people from the government. The government. Because he had purchased a map that was created by groups that want Texas to 
depart from the United States Wowzers. and that they're being watched. And I always kind of felt like the U.S. probably doesn't really care if Texas <laughs> leaves. So why well, would the government watch them? But there you go. I personally wouldn't care. But I think the U.S. would because of all that oil money. Yeah. What do we have to true. redraw the maps? But where would we get our beef? Well, we have to take a star to the, off like, the map. All the drug towns and I don't like, want to get rid of America's beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good silhouette. That state. It I was. It does. It's a pretty state. Star shape. Very pretty. It's really yeah. big too. The Lone it Star is big. State. Takes forever to drive across. I was always very proud that we can fly our flag on the same level as American flag. Yeah. Most Texans are proud of that. Wait, are you from Whoa! Texas? Nick, you're from Texas? Yes! Wow. <laughs> what town? Dallas? Dallas, North 40? He's a maverick. Man, oh, man. man. <laughs> couple of, a couple of roughnecks here. <laughs> West Pretty Texas awesome. outlaws. No, it's funny, though. When I, in Europe, when I'm traveling, people from Texas somehow find each other. Because like they're all super yeah. obese. Oh, come on. <laughs> not you. Oh, not you, Nick, no. But you guys aren't traveling. You're not think uh, <laughs> <laughs> just as far as Massachusetts. <laughs> Look, if John gets to be an enemy of Germany, I get to be an enemy of Texas. Texas has way more guns than Germany. Uh, well, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to go into that one. <laughs> Who's got the worst track record? <laughs> Remember the Alamo Pope? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a concentration camp? Or? Oh. No. When that movie <laughs> came out, I was in a theater oh. and they played a like a. Uh, promo or whatever for it. What is it called? Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Texas, we call them promos. Yeah. And I, this was in Oklahoma, promo. and this kid sitting in the room from me was like, where's the Alamo? Is that in Kansas? And I thought, nice. oh my God. And then I realized most people don't know. Like, people forgot to remember the Alamo. People don't take Texas history if they're not in Texas, nope. which I think is a great oversight. <laughs> I love that part of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. When oh, he, he wakes up, they ask him what he remembers. I remember <laughs> oh, everybody movies, the whole Stars movie is so good. Night are big and bright, <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. Reminds me of. Oh, wow, there's more to that. Wow, yes. unaware of that. Yeah. <laughs> unaware. If it's no not basement. In, no basement. We learned it yeah. in school, elementary school. In the morning, we would say the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. the Texas Pledge. Oh, oh what's that? What's and that? Then, um, Let's hear it. Like, what is that? Uh-oh. Pledge of Allegiance to Texas above America. I will always secede. <laughs> Whenever you Nick, you know what it is? The Texas Pledge? No. no. Terrible Texans, both of you. Holy cow, I know. Well, dirty Mexico touches. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Swish. I'm going to look it up. We got, we got Wikipedia in here. I can't believe I forgot it. But we would learn like all these Texas songs too, like Yellow Rose of Texas. and Yellow Rose of Texas? Yeah. Oh, the Yellow Rose of Texas. That's all I'm going to say. It's got a good beat. <laughs> yeah, I like good. that. Texas songs are great, you know? Um, <laughs> we know now. <laughs> wow. Uh, My mind is reeling. Uh, it's a great state. I don't really hate Texas. I love the crap out of Austin. Austin, which I'm best. sure Draft the rest house. of Texas would hate me for saying that because yeah. it's like, oh, there's all the hippie well, liberals. The See, Texas doesn't like Houston. Why is that? Houston is like the armpit of Texas. Wow. Really? Yeah. Isn't it the biggest city in Texas? People outside of Texas don't know that, though. But like, I thought Jeff Bagwell classed that joint up. Jeff Bagwell. Uh, or Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas one and indivisible. Oh, here's this. They added to the Texas one state under God, one and indivisible. They added that one state under God way after I graduated 
when the when it was <laughs> when <laughs> it came Perry? up and they were arguing about taking out of the United States pledge, Texas was like, "Oh, we're going to stick it to <laughs> we'll the United Texas." God so loves that's our been state. Added. But if you, I just like to point out that I did remember it. I was saying it right, oh. and I got nervous. Okay, wow. it's short. You know, it is pretty short. Wait, did they remove under God from the Pledge of Allegiance? They no. didn't. No? They were talking about it. It's like it, it comes up every fifteen yeah. years of them. I mean, it like, was only added in the fifties. Yeah. I often skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say one nation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Indivisible. I actually yeah. did too when I was a kid. I thought it was kind of. Not a cool thing. It wasn't added until the fifties. Yeah, fifty. So it's not but, like. But how long has uh, has the Pledge of Allegiance been a thing? Uh, yeah, Eighteen eighty, late eighteen hundreds. I saw an old photo 95? recently. Keep it on the the American history oh, yeah. <laughs> of uh, how people used to salute the flag in the twenties. It was straight up how the Nazi salute was. Yeah. Yeah. It's really creepy. It was like a circle of like 100 people around a flag all doing the, the thing, the Heil hand. That is creepy. That is creepy. It rough, wasn't creepy at the time, Working some rough chuckles. So like back then. podcast. Yeah, rough chuckles. Ruckles. <laughs> so back before Nazi time, there was a lot of that. A lot of uh, <laughs> mus- those little mustaches. <laughs> they ruined a lot of things. Yeah. Even those swastika goes way back further. Right. That's yeah, Jordan's bringing it back, though. They could have taken a better No, no. I mean, if anyone could, M. Jake. M. Jordan, He's trying. But it's not a good look for him. That's a thing. No. He doesn't care. It's really good advice to never dress like Michael Jordan. That's true. Well, no one thought that you could just, Space Jam was a hit, but... No one ever thought that you could get away, like, being a grown man, just shaving your head, and then... Michael Jordan comes along and is like, <laughs> no one did that We're before Michael Jordan, is that you're saying? <laughs> well, no one did it and looked good doing it. Yeah. Like, who's like who's your counter-argument? Tully Savalas? <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. And Tully Savalas. Yeah, he, yeah. Left the, he left the back. Hmm. I think MJ is maybe the first person who was aggressively bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And made it a thing that everyone was like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, people with full heads of hair. Yeah. Or then shearing it all off. Lewis Gossett Jr. Mm. Mm. Right around the same era. I refuse to believe that Michael Jordan invented shaving your head. No, I think I don't think he invented it. I think he made it cool. <laughs> Dwight Eisenhower was bald. Going back He's to the a 50s. Hot stud yeah. muffin. Going yeah. back to American <laughs> history. Hot stud <laughs> muffin. He cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme Allied Commander, you guys. He won yeah. the war. That's right. Not single-handedly. Or no, so, no, you didn't know that? He had really? this, this a magical sword. <laughs> no, he had a magical sword. Just cut down hundreds of people at a time. For a brief moment. <laughs> we don't talk about it in history classes history, these days. And now we've gone downhill. Yep. <laughs> good, good historical. I mean, the history of RBN. I like history. Uh, yeah, I'm a big history, history nerd. Texas. History That's history. why I love those Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. There are very few games that take advantage of history Which for is their incredible. story. There's so much stupid, weird stuff that has happened in history that you don't have to make up. I've I've heard uh, truth is stranger than fiction. I have also heard that. Confirmed? That's confirmation. You heard it here. (laughs) Yep. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, Well, I hope people have enjoyed this uh, (laughs) history-laden podcast. Just rambling. Uh, It's nonsensical. My best regards to the state of Texas. Um... And we'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs> uh, see you on the next episode. Whee! Hope so. Bye. Yeehaw! Okay.